Okay, hi everybody. I'm Steve Spencer. I'm the founder of the Birmingham Medical News. We, since 2004, we've been providing the Alabama healthcare community with uh, all sorts of information on healthcare. And this is our initial podcast. This is not only for healthcare professionals, but also for uh, regular folks, whether you're an insurance salesman, a lawyer, or a carpenter. And uh, hopefully you'll learn some things about healthcare conditions that you might be worried about or you may just want to learn about. So, with that said, we're sponsored by Kasuf and Company. Kasuf and Company is an accounting firm in Birmingham that actually was founded in the 1930s, so it's almost 100 years old. And while Kasuf works across all industries, for our purposes, they have a really great experienced healthcare uh, consulting practice. Anyway, we are actually in their studios today. They're just fantastic for us. They've uh, uh, allowed us to use their studios. Russ Dorsey, who's head of IT here, is actually going to do everything for us. I couldn't even begin to do this. Russ is going to edit and put the whole thing together. Anyway, today we're talking about osteoporosis. And we have Dr. Chris Heck, who's an orthopedic surgeon with, um, with Southlake Orthopedics. Dr. Heck, after earning his medical degree, um, uh, did his uh, residency with the University of Kentucky and then went on and got a, did a spine fellowship with Duke. And um, so to start out today, Dr. Heck, I know that you've really uh, come to do a lot of work and focus on osteoporosis. And I wondered, for starters, how, how did you, how did that even get started with you? Yep. So um, we're on the front lines of osteoporosis. Uh, mm -hmm. When we take call, uh, or even some patients may walk into our office with fractures, mm -hmm. um, we then, as orthopedists, are going to take care of the fractures. But mm -hmm. the issue is, why did the fracture occur? Obviously, some fractures occur for very generic reasons. Somebody twisted their ankle playing soccer or mm -hmm. got in a car wreck and had you know, multiple injuries, including broken bones. But when you have a low energy injury, so car wreck, high energy is, mm -hmm. is put into the body and that can cause regular healthy bones to break. But when you have mm -hmm. low energy injuries, especially mm -hmm. in the older patient population, mm -hmm. that is a suggestion that there's an underlying cause. Um, mm -hmm. When grandmama falls down and mm -hmm. breaks her hip, that's most likely due to osteoporosis. If grandson did that, he wouldn't break his hip. And mm -hmm. so... Number one, we're on the front lines. We see these patients in the emergency room, in the hospitals, and, and less frequently in our office. Mm -hmm. And we fix the broken bone, but then they still have the underlying problem, which is the weak bones, the brittle bones, the osteoporosis, technically. Mm -hmm. And um, um, we would see for patients who would come back in with re repetitive fractures. Um, the most common risk factor for an osteoporotic fracture, osteoporotic fracture is a prior osteoporotic fracture. And so uh, the studies on this show that uh, if, if grandmama falls and breaks her hip, 20%, so one in five of those patients who break their hip from osteoporosis mm -hmm. will break it again within 12 months, one year. Mm -hmm. They'll be back in the hospital, mm -hmm. back in bed, increased risk for blood clots, pneumonia, and so now the issue is when you break both hips, guess what? You got no more hips to break. 
you think you're out of the woods, but you can break your ankle, you can break your wrist, you can break around a prior knee replacement or hip replacement because your bones are very brittle. So um, the way I got into it was patients would come and I'd see repetitive fractures. And even in our orthopedic academy, we, uh, there, was a, there was a decade in the first decade of this century, uh, 2000 to 2010, said it was called Own the Bone. It was a, uh, you know, a program put by, forth by our uh, academy, uh, mm -hmm. orthopedic academy, to try to not just treat the fracture, but treat the whole patient. And the whole patient here was osteoporosis. And they would recommend, hey, uh, you know, get your patient, after you fix them, they get them out of the hospital and they're recovering, get them a bone density test, also known as a DEXA scan, D-E-X-A. Mm -hmm. um, and then that will demonstrate that they have bad bones, and then send them to their medical doctor and let's get them on osteoporosis treatment. Um, and so as a conscientious doctor, I thought, you know, that's a great idea. Let me start doing that and let's treat the whole patient from an orthopedic standpoint. And uh, one time I had a patient come back like six months after I fixed her broken hip, assuming she was having more hip problems. And so I walked in and I said, hey, uh, your hip hurting you? And she's like, no, my hip feels great. I said, well, what brings you back in? She said, well, you sent me to my doctor and he said, well, osteoporosis is an orthopedic, it's a bone problem, go see your orthopedist. And I was kind of at that point thought, if I'm not treating them and I send them away to another doctor and they're not treating them, then the patient's just getting lost, right? They're following into a never ending loop that they'll never get out of. So um, uh, that combined with some of the, uh, uh, the representatives for the drug companies that make osteoporosis were saying, hey, you know, you see a lot of osteoporotic patients, you should probably treat them. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I'm a surgeon, I'm not a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. I, I don't treat patients with medicines except for very short periods of time. So it's usually pain control if they mm -hmm. have a, a broken bone or a, a injury. And, um, but because this one patient really just kind of felt bad for this patient, just getting the runaround in the medical system, I said, mm -hmm. let's start it. So mm -hmm. along with my physician assistant, uh, gosh, we started this, I bet you, 10 to 12 years ago and uh, have been running it ever since. Okay. Um, and one, one of the things I just, uh, you mentioned, um, so when a patient comes in to you, he or she has, has their medical doctor sent them, maybe they've had surgery for a fall or maybe not. What's the first thing you do? To value them for osteoporosis? Yeah. Um, so if... Uh, some um, primary care doctors, uh, OBGYNs, mm -hmm. uh, rheumatologists, those are kind of mm -hmm. the three specialties outside of orthopedics that will start to look at this. Okay. Um, obviously, the OBGYNs, they treat women uh, from you know, young mm -hmm. age all the way up to, to late in life, and this is a problem typically, and we can get into this more, but typically of older women. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do get a lot of referrals from those specialties uh, to treat these patients. Uh, the first thing is get a bone density test. Mm -hmm. uh, the bone density test is a risk assessment for fracture. Usually it will state that you are at low risk, immediate risk, or moderate risk, or high risk for a future fracture. Mm -hmm. It lets us know how thin your bones really are. Mm -hmm. um, and then two, we get some blood work. We get blood work for a variety of reasons. One mm -hmm. is... Uh, some of the medical management for osteoporosis, you can't give people if they have bad kidneys. Well, if you have underlying mm -hmm. kidney disease and we don't check that, then I can hurt your kidneys even worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two is it lets us look at uh, some of the other hormones that may be due to, we found a couple tumors, not, not, not oh. cancer tumors, okay. but tumors that nonetheless were uh, secreting uh, hormones that uh, caused the bones to be weak. And so mm -hmm. if you don't correct that problem and you try to treat them, uh, it's 
it's like spraying, you know, water in the wind. It just mm-hmm. comes right back at you. It's not going to do anything. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, so you've got to correct that underlying problem mm-hmm. first. And so if we do find those tumors, then we'll send the patient to uh, an endocrinologist or to a surgeon if they have a small tumor to pop mm-hmm. the tumor out. It's usually in the parathyroid gland, which is in your neck. Okay. Um, so once we can get control of that, uh, and then for men even, we'll test their, if we have a man who has osteoporosis, mm. less frequent, it may, be a call, it may be a sign that they have low testosterone. Mm. Again, get them into endocrinology. So we want to look at labs. We want to get a bone density. And if all of those are just your generic run-of-the-mill osteoporosis, mm. then uh, there's about a 30-minute consultation at our office mm. uh, with, our, with our providers. Mm. And... Um, uh, we'll go through personal history, family history, which is another significant risk factor for mm-hmm. osteoporosis. You know, hey, mama broke her hip, and now I broke my hip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are different um, there are different categories of osteoporosis medicine. And we'll, if you truly have osteoporosis, are at high risk for fracture, or have had a prior fracture, we'll get you on the medical management. And mm-hmm. the, medica- the medications are usually classified into two groups. One is anti-resorptive medications, and those were the early osteoporosis drugs. Osteoporosis drugs have been around for decades. Okay. Um, the early osteoporosis drugs, things like Fosamax, um, Boniva, uh, Sally Fields was on TV pushing Boniva. They have Proli- well, Prolia kind of gets a different classification, but the early osteoporosis drugs um, were anti-resorptive, and basically they prevented your body from resorbing minerals out of your bone, anti-resorptive. Okay. So the, I guess, you know, maybe we should go back a little bit. What is osteoporosis, Because yeah, I want right? to ask you, exactly, when you okay. mentioned your body absorbs miner- yeah. minerals out of your body. Yeah, please, let's So get- what is? Osteoporosis yeah. is a condition where your body uh, resorbs the minerals out of your bone. Your bone okay. is strong because mm-hmm. it's a lattice work of mm-hmm. minerals and bone. Okay. Uh, without the minerals, the bone's have nowhere to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, if you don't have the bone, you don't have the strength. So it's a combination of minerals and bone. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we are born, our bones are not as strong as they're ever going to be. Right? Mm-hmm. Kids' bones break a lot easier than adult bones do. Sure. So yeah. when we're born, our bone density, the strength of our bone, increases mm-hmm. up to about age 30. Okay. Unfortunately, everybody in this room is over the age of 30. Yeah. We are all on the downslope now. Okay. Okay. All of us, after 30 to 40 in that decade, mm-hmm. start to lose bone density a okay. little bit, 3% okay. per year. And what, I don't want to break in your teeth, yeah. but why is that? Why do we start losing bone density? Uh, your body is, you're not uh, bringing in the type of minerals that you used to from either poor diet. Uh, it's also your body is wanting um different minerals than it did when you were younger, right? Oh, they, they, okay. your, your body is basically saying, I need this out. Of, I need this. I need more calcium. Okay. And if you don't put the calcium in your bloodstream, it's going to say, I know where to find calcium. Where do I find calcium? The bones. In the bones. Yeah, okay. So then they put in their cells in there that mm-hmm. will uh, dissolve the, the bone and the minerals and release it from mm-hmm. the structure out into the body. So, so then... All right, as we start losing bone density in our 30s and 40s. So yep. some of it is simply we're not getting the minerals that we need, which are different than when we're younger. Yep. Right? Right, but, right. But it, so that would be diet. And it's our metabolism, too. Okay. You know, you, you, you can't eat the same thing now that you did when you were 15. Sure. So right. We, yeah. So it's, it's a metabolism. Yeah. It's, a, it's your innate body's development. So it's okay. not all just diet, uh, but okay. some of it can be. Yeah. Um, some of it's our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. 
typically we're outside more when we're young we're inside more when we're older uh Mm -hmm. sunlight uh helps to our sunlight at our skin helps Mm -hmm. to uh convert uh vitamin d and Mm -hmm. vitamin d helps us absorb calcium out of our gut so when we're outside getting vitamin d or getting sunlight we have a lot of vitamin d in our system Mm -hmm. when we're adults sitting inside working and operating all day long i don't see the sunlight very much um and so i don't get as much vitamin d in my body so i would have Mm -hmm. to supplement it with uh pill you know pills medications herbal supplements Mm -hmm. diet Mm -hmm. And there are diet, there are uh, foods that are high in vitamin D and high in uh, calcium. But so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, thirties uh, and forties, it starts to then go on a downswing. Three mm-hmm. percent per year, we lose our bone density mm-hmm. until menopause. Okay. Menopause only affects the females. Right. And so, when they hit menopause, because of the hormonal changes. Um, they start losing at 10% per year. And, and I hate to get too in the weeds, but what is it about menopause that, that makes that happen? Yeah, that I don't, I'm not educated enough. Oh, I couldn't I'm sorry. even, that's I'm, all right. Okay. Uh, I'd probably get into the endocrinology side of things, and I'm not trained on that. Okay. But uh, okay. uh, having done my research, that's what I've learned. Uh, okay. I don't want to overspeak my bounds, if you okay. will. But so, bottom line is that's when it gets worse. Menopause, it. yeah, it has yeah. to do with the hormonal changes, but nonetheless, they start losing at about 10% per year. Okay. So if you've got a, you know, if you've got a building, building, building up to age 30, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. men and women are going down at the same rate until mm-hmm, menopause, mm-hmm. and then menopause, the women start dropping at a much higher rate than the men, mm-hmm. men will eventually get osteoporotic. They usually get it 20 years after women do. So okay. the most frequent female osteoporosis patients we see mm-hmm. are 60s or older. Okay. The most common men osteoporosis patients we see are 80s and older. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, because men's bones stay stronger on average longer than a woman's does. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so that's why if you look on TV, all the osteoporosis medications, the commercials are all geared towards women. And it's uh-huh. not that men don't need it. Uh, it's not that men don't get osteoporosis. It's not that men don't need medications for it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to target your your, your mass audience, the mass mm-hmm. audiences are female. There's, mm-hmm. there's uh, family history, there's genetics, uh, there's, there's, uh, it's a, even a, a, on, on uh, kind of, uh, I guess on the genetic side, there's, there's uh, increased rates based on um, your, your racial background. Um, mm-hmm. um, Caucasians and, and mm-hmm. Japanese specifically have a much higher rate of osteoporosis. A lot of the literature that is uh, written about on osteoporosis is uh, American and mm-hmm. even Japanese. Oh, um, okay. um, blacks, Hispanics, they get it as well, mm-hmm. but uh, they have a much lower weight as well. So, and that goes to genetics. Okay. There's just the genetic makeup. And again, I couldn't tell you why mm-hmm. those uh, demographics have different rates, but they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so men will get it um, again mm-hmm. later in life. And then, so we get to the treatment. As mm-hmm. I mentioned mm-hmm. a moment ago, I guess mm-hmm. I kind of jumped to it. So now we know what osteoporosis is. Mm-hmm. What do we, how do we treat it? Anti-resorptive. The early medications mm-hmm. were geared towards keeping your bones from, or keeping your body from resorbing minerals out of your bones. Okay. So um, those showed a statistically decreased risk of future fractures. They did mm-hmm. tests where they had mm-hmm. this group of patient gets osteoporosis medicines, anti-resorptives. This group of patient did not. And the group of patient that got the medicine had much lower rates. And they thought, oh, this is great. This is how we're going to treat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is anti-resorptives, as the name implies, prevent you from losing more bone. They prevent you from resorbing more, me- more minerals out of your bones. Okay. What if your bone density is already really, really low? 
And you're like, what's if it, what if it's in the toilet? And okay. now you're just preventing it from getting worse. Right. You're preventing it from going down the toilet, mm-hmm. but you're still in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Those patients will typically break. We have patients who are on Fosamax or Boniva or Reclast. Mm-hmm. Uh, these medicines are in a group called bisphosphonates. That's their category. Okay. Patients who are still breaking, mm-hmm. um, they're not on the right drug. Analogy. Okay. Um, if you have high blood pressure, you go to your doctor and you get put mm-hmm. on a blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm. and you come back six weeks later, two months later, and your blood pressure is still up, Mm-hmm. You're either not on a strong enough dose or you're not on the right medicine. Right. And your doctor's going to tinker with it for a while until he gets it where your blood pressure is good. Mm-hmm. If you're on Fosamax, an old school anti-resorptive, mm-hmm. and you're not breaking bones, perfect. The goal of osteoporosis medical management is to prevent a fracture. It's not to treat pain. Mm-hmm. Broken bones do hurt, but osteoporosis as an entity, it's not a painful condition. It's a silent problem, disease. Mm-hmm. So... Um, um, if you put them on the medicine and they break, then they're not on the right medicine. And they'll say, well, you know, I broke my hip, but I'm on Fosamax. I'm fine. Well, mm-hmm. you're on Fosamax, but you're still breaking. So then there's the newer class of drugs. The newer class of drugs have been around probably 15 years plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're into anabolic. Kind of like mm-hmm. anabolic steroids, you know, builds muscles and bodybuilders, right? Anabolic just means growth. Okay. And so anabolic osteoporosis drugs grow bone. Oh, that's so okay. now we made that trend. You go up to your 30, 40, then uh, you drip down. Uh-huh. Anti-resorptives keep you flat. Maybe you get a little okay. increase. Okay. Okay. You go up, you go down. Now you hit anabolic drugs because you either you're so low or you've broken so many times, it actually makes your bone quality go back up. That's fantastic. I didn't know that was existing. Anabolic drugs. Now, so the, you can actually improve it. You can. Wow. The, they're a little bit more high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're typically injectable drugs, not pills. Okay. They typically are done daily, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like an insulin shot. Patient mm-hmm. has to give themselves their own injection at home. Mm-hmm. There are some newer medicines now that uh, are anabolic that they get uh, once a month. Mm-hmm. But anabolics are only approved for anywhere from one to two years. You can't just take antibiotics forever. Mm. Uh, FDA studies and the FDA approval process, they're only, quote, approved for anywhere from one to two years, depending okay. on which drug you're on. Okay. So at the conclusion of making your bone density go back up with the antibiotics, then you get on an anti-resorptive sure. for yeah. life. And you, you hope that, to hold it there and as best you can. That's right. Yeah. And that's the kicker. It's, it is for life. Yeah. Osteoporosis is a condition where your body pulls these minerals out. And if you mm. stop taking your osteoporosis drug, if you think, oh, it's I was on anabolics for two years, I'm great now. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're going to go back down. As it starts pulling the minerals out. So yeah. it is a lifelong disease. It is lifelong treatment, mm-hmm. but it can prevent some serious problems, fractures. And you, people say, well, it's a broken bone. You're not going to die from it. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're probably not going to die from your broken bone, mm-hmm. your hip fracture. But you're going to die from a pneumonia. You're going to die from a blood clot. You're going to mm-hmm. die from sepsis. Um, the other studies they've done on geriatric over, over 65 mm-hmm. geriatric mm-hmm. patients who have a hip fracture. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the number? It's, uh, one in three will die within 12 months of a hip fracture oh my God. and they didn't die from the hip fracture. Wow. They died from the complications oh. of the hip fracture. So, so essentially 33% of patients, geriatric patients with a hip fracture will be dead within a year. Still, that's amazing because you know, what you just said was you don't die of a hip fracture, but the way you kind of do. I mean, essentially, if 33% of folks with hip fractures mm-hmm. die within a year, 
This is the this is the epitome of preventative medicine. Yeah. Right. And especially if you get the warning shot across the bowel, mm-hmm. if you fall, if grandmama falls and breaks her hip, mm-hmm. we know she has osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Let's and let's get her through this, and she survives. Mm-hmm. Let's not have it happen again. Yeah. Sure. So you'd probably want to get her on the anabolic, I guess. It depends. If it's her uh-huh. first fracture uh-huh. and her bone density says, you know, maybe she's kind of got borderline. So the the, the step below osteoporosis is mm-hmm. osteopenia, which just means okay. a, a paucity, uh, a, a less bone. Uh-huh. Osteo is bone. Uh-huh. So osteoporosis is just like uh, no bone, okay. uh, a little bit more than that. But uh-huh. osteopenia is a, a loss of bone. Okay. And then there's normal, which is, uh-huh. you know, normal bone density. Right. And so um, if, if somebody has a first-time fracture and uh, their bone density is maybe on the border of osteopenic or osteoporotic, or maybe they're just barely into osteoporosis, mm-hmm. I think an anti-resorptive is good. It's been shown to decrease your risk for future fracture very well. Okay. Okay. Um, however, if uh, this is your second hip fracture and mm-hmm. you broke your knee above a knee replacement five years ago and, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, three years ago you broke your ankle stepping off the curb, mm-hmm. man, this is just a never-ending snowball unless mm-hmm. you get on probably an anabolic. And one question, a little bit aside, but on the anabolic, why does the FDA only approve it for two years? Is there some kind of – go ahead. Yep, yep. So um, if I remember correctly, the first one that came out was a drug called Forteo. Okay. Uh, that was the very first one. And um, – you know, they study these in animal models, and I believe there was some concern about increased risk of cancer uh, with prolonged because, you know, cancer is growth of cells, uh, and sure. here you're growing bone, and bone yeah. growth comes from bone cells. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it had something to do with um, with with a concern for cancer, although it's never really been demonstrated in the human population. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we infer a lot from animal studies, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, the Forteo was the first anabolic drug on the market, and it did wonders. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 not only for the studies on that, but also um, they show patients who were having either spine surgery or uh, joint replacement surgery. Uh, when we put large pieces of metal in patients' bodies, uh, sometimes their bone can't support it, mm-hmm. and they would mm-hmm. fracture around their hip replacement. Their, mm-hmm. They would pull their screws from their spine surgery would not hold their spine together anymore. Mm-hmm. And actually, patients who were placed on Forteo at the time had a much uh, lower rate of complications around the time of that surgery because it mm-hmm. helped make their bones stronger to support mm-hmm. you know, these pieces of metal that we're hoping your body incorporates into the bone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, so you're allowed to, some of the medicines, and the most recent one had such good results. They mm-hmm. At one year, they were like, you know, we don't need to keep mm-hmm. going on this. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Great information. How can people find out more? Yep. So um, they can call our office, uh, air code 205-985-4111. Go to our website, southlakeorthopedics.com. We have information there. If they call our office, uh, just say, I want to get an evaluation for osteoporosis, and we have people who can take care of them from there. Uh, We're going to end it only temporarily. This is the end of part one. We'll be back next week with part two. Um, thank Kasuf again. My, this is Kasuf Studio. They've been incredibly generous to us. And don't forget the Birmingham Medical News, giving you all the information you can ever ask for about healthcare in Alabama. And just because you don't live in Alabama doesn't mean you can't learn about osteoporosis. So thank you, everybody. <laughs>